Blog Talk Radio. And now I present to you that international Bible teacher of teachers, Seer Israel of Seedwell. He will utter dark things and mysteries which have been kept from the foundation of the world, showing us the way to go. Hallelujah, Yahweh. True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Talking, 
because we always get stung around in our words. But one thing about it, we know the game changes is the word of Yahweh. Let's even find out hell. Let me teach you out of camp one. Yahweh is red. Let's see if we find Yahweh is red and bring him in and let's see if we get something going on on tape number 126. So when you meet our elder, allow a voice to say, Elder Yahweh is red. Apostles answered and said, We are to obey your 
rather than man. Verse 30. The Father of prophets raised up Yahweh the Son, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. Verse 31. Him have Yahweh the Father exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, but to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. Verse 32. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the righteous spirit, whom Yahweh has given to them that obey him. We all understand something. Uh, read that verse 32 again, because that's one of the greatest mysteries in teaching. You we think we just can jump down in this Bible and then we can um let's get a case in point. Hold that point when you read verse 32, Elder. But we'll but we come back to verse 32, Elder. But I need a case in point, Elder. In the book of the 19th chapter of Acts, you know, I got to get a case in point. Because, see, what we think is one thing, and the Bible will tell you something totally different. Let's see what it says in Acts chapter 19, you know, we're going to pick it up at the gift that was given to Paul and we want to read a little bit about this situation now, Elder. We're going to 19, and we'll take it right on down to verse number 18. We're going to Acts chapter 19 and pick up 11 down to verse number 18. Let's see if we get some out of this, Elder. Like I said, again, we're going we're gonna to be taking notes as it unfolds itself. But in Acts chapter 19, verse 11 to 18, what's that say, Elder? Come on. The book of Acts chapter 19, verse number 11 to verse number 18 reads. Book of Acts chapter 19, verse number 11 reads. And Yahweh wrought special miracles by the hand of Paul. Verse 12. So that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchief of apron. And the disease departed from them, and the evil spirit went out of them. Verse 13. The servant of the vagabonds, Yagdad Judah, exorcist, took upon them to call over them, which had evil spirits. The, the name of Yahweh, saying, We adjure you by Yahweh the Son, whom Paul preaches. Verse 14. There were seven sons of one skipper of Yagdad Judah and chief of the priests, which did so. Verse 15, And the evil spirit answered and said, Yahweh the Son I know, Paul I know, but who are you? Verse 16, And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, and overcame them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Verse 17, And this was known to all of Yahweh Judah, and the scattered Israelites also dwelling at Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of Yahweh the Son was magnified. Verse 18, and many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Hey, that's a, well, you see, this righteous spirit, it all will be laying on the walls that obey him. 
You understand something? Come on this broadcast six nights a week. And we give it all we got six nights a week. We teach a lot of senior citizens early uh, class through the week. And we be telling the, the elderly one thing. The righteous spirit is only going to rest with you if you obey. You got to obey, Steve Ray. This is one of our biggest, one of the greatest mysteries in teaching is we don't obey the righteous spirit. And the righteous spirit shows up on them that obey him. Now, in the book of Hebrews, there, Elder. In the book of it. Guess what I like about the word of Yahweh? Because you don't know where you're going. You got to wait till you hear something. And something's going to kick off the lesson. And that's what we tell. Hey, Phil, what's, what's the kind of the lesson going to be tonight? Well, I don't know. Because the righteous spirit will teach you our what you ought to say. So you have to listen to the lesson carefully. And then whatever you feel that that righteous spirit don't move you on, then you put the title on that list. That's how you do it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we're not being puppets. No, we change. We don't know. Because we might have a lot of things on our mind that teach on. But then the righteous spirit says, yeah, that's what you had on your mind. Huh? Now look at it. Look, look, look at the Latter-day Saints. What can we read that at? Where can you read that at? Um, hold that point, Elder. You got two markers there. So, hold that point. Let me, uh, you take care of a lot of big things behind that one. Matter of fact, I think it's, um, in the 19th chapter of Acts there, Elder. And the Acts chapter 19, you take care of a lot of these things. In Acts chapter 19, that you know, because you have a lot of things on your mind, but Yahweh might have something else on his mind. So let's go to the 16th chapter of Acts, and let's get a case of point on that. So I'm going to get a case of point on that. Because uh, Paul was over there in parts of Europe, Batic land, and he started visiting the elders that was all over the place. Let's see what happened in, in verse number six. Let's get right down to it in 16, verse six. Let's see what it says in Acts 16, verse six, and we'll take it on down to verse number 19. So that's an excellent that's um, what you try to make there nowadays things. That's a pretty excellent point. But let's let's walk down memory lane on that. By Elder in Acts 16. And we'll pick it around about verse number six. Pick it up verse number six. And we'll take it out on the verse number nine. Acts 16, 6 through 9. Y'all got Israel. Come on. The book of Acts, chapter 16, verse number 6 to 9 reads. The book of Acts 16, verse number 6 reads. 
And when they had gone throughout Pergia and the region of Galatia, were forbidden of the righteous spirit to teach the word in Asia. Verse number seven. After they were come to Maxia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the spirit suffered them not. Verse number eight. They passed by Maxia, came down to Tarsus. Verse number nine. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed and said, Come over into Macedonia and help us. Thank you, Dexter. So, we call this broadcast if we might have one thing on our mind, but Yahweh has made it plain. Paul was going to do one thing, but the righteous spirit hit him, the mother, and all, Paul, in a vision. You go over to Macedonia, because Macedonia and Europe, the Fatic land, they need help. They need some words. They on fight. They want to receive the word of the Yahweh. You see it? So that's why, that's why he made that statement. And see, you see, he said, come over there. Come over here and help us. Now, let's precept that to Romans 15, L. Now, you hear that? Come over to Macedonia and help us. So that's what there it is right there. So now we're going to go to Romans chapter 15. So we're going to precept that to Romans and chapter 15 by the righteous spirit sending Paul there. Now we can go to Romans chapter 15, and we'll pick up verse 22, and we'll read down until we get our point. We go on to Romans chapter 15. And we're going to get a precept on that. Now, you see the walls over at Macedonia. They said, come over here and help us, Paul. Okay, good. Now, we're going to precept that and see what we get out of that, Elder. We're going to pick it up around by verse number. Hmm. Pick it around by verse number. Let's see if we get a precept on that. We go on to Romans chapter 15, verse 24. And we'll read down to verse number 29. Romans chapter 15, 24 and 29. Yahweh Israel, come on. The book of Romans chapter 15, verse number 24 to verse number 29 read. Romans chapter 15, verse 24 read. Whensoever I take my journey into Spain, I will come to you. For I trust to see you in my journey, and to be brought on my way, thither word by you. At first I be somewhat filled with your company. Verse 25. But now I go unto Yahweh Judah to minister unto the saints. Verse 26. But it pleased them of Macedonia and Achaia to make a certain contribution for the poor saints, which are at Yahweh Judah. Verse 27. And it pleased them truly. They're dead as they are. For if the scattered Israelites have been made partakers of their spiritual things, their duty is also to minister unto them in eternal things. Verse 28. When therefore I have performed this and have sealed to them this fruit, I will come by you into Spain. Verse 29. Now I'm sure that when I come unto you, 
I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the covenant of Yahweh the Son.
and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life. Man is born from the dust of the ground. Man did not come from up, up, and away. That is not where man come from, and that is not what man knows. I know Pope Gregory invented purgatory. All in at a funeral and a Catholic funeral. Well, you know your your loved ones halfway between heaven and earth right now. And you start crying. What can I do to get them past stuck in purgatory called? Hey, you know, if I'm saying that word right, because I might get more calls on it, if I'm saying the word right, then what I'm trying to bring to the table. Is we saying the word right there, you That's correct. Okay, you have our table. We got a minute. Look at the definition of that word purgatory or the national. Let's see what that word means. Let's see what we can find out what that word means. Because Pope Gregory... He is the founder and the author of Purgatory. See, Pope Gregory, he was uh, at uh, Atlantis, spent a lot of Catholic church money. So he got in debt. Got in big time debt. He said, God, dog, he went to his cardinals and clergymen. Look here. Oh, I'll spend this money. I'll spend some money. I've got debt. Purgatory. We don't got in debt. All the money that I'll spend. He said, got called He said, well, and they put their heads together and they came up with what's called purgatory. So he said, what's that supposed to mean? He said, you know what I mean? Your loved ones die and then they have in between heaven and earth. Tell them that if they hit that box heavy and let them a big cardinal hold them by the ankle and shake them in that box, you can come out of the dead. Oh. So, he, so you see that? So they started teaching about purgatory. And uh, we might have another word that we're going to bring up in a minute after Elder sign out and let the national audience hear what the word purgatory means. What it mean to Elder? Come on. I'm looking in the uh, Merriam-Webster's Dictionary online. Purgatory, and it reads, intermediate state after death for for expiatory purification, especially a place or state of punishment, where according to the Roman doctrine, the Roman Catholic Church doctrine, the souls of those who die in Yahweh's grace may make satisfaction for their past sins and so become fit for heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I need to hear a little bit more. Uh, I need to hear about the part about, you know, we got plenty of time here. I want to hear about the time, about the part about if the uh, if the souls die and they stuck between heaven and earth. That's the part I want to hear. So I want to hear the part that is record of the Catholic Church telling you that if your, if your law, and then no, there's another word they got that you can buy something. Uh, you can buy your way up there. They got a word on that too, Elder. So we got a lot of time, Elder. We might want to take a look at that because because they say you can buy your way up into heaven, up, up, and away. 
So I need to know that word too, but I need to know more about this purgatory, about when your parents or your loved ones or your friends is stuck between heaven and earth. I need to hear a little bit about that, that stuck between heaven and earth and how you can pay to get them to, you know, to jump start them and keep going up. So help me out here. Let's work with those things a little bit. Hey, let's see what we can come up with. Come on. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that particular phrase here. Okay, well, well I'll tell you what we do on that then. We put a, a Daniel 2.16 on that. We'll come back on that later. We give us time to come back on that. But I ain't through with that yet. But it's called purgatory. It's, it's called in the Roman Catholic religion, your parents are between heaven and earth. Well, matter of fact, hey, well, let's see what you come up with in the Catholic Church of when your lower one is between heaven and earth. Let's see what you get. Let's, let's, let's take a, a, a shot at it, see what we get by saying in the Catholic Church, um, what about when your parents or your loved one is between heaven and earth? What do the Catholic Church call that? What do they call that, Elder? Let's find out what they call that. Come on. We got plenty of time, Elder. Come on. I tell you what I do. All right. I tell you what. While you know that, let me play one another one of these messages off the machine. And I give you time to signify this thing on what we're looking for here. And I give you time to play this after scene message. They leave old Phil a lot of messages. And and uh, we uh, we we we'll listen to it. And uh, we'll see what we get. But we're coming back for the other. We'll give you plenty of time here to grab back a little bit, take a little over to you. And we're gonna see gonna find out. What do the Catholic Church call that? If they got a word for it, Elder, about when your parents are between heaven and earth after death. So you, you have to go sit out and see if you come up with that while I play this until we um come up with that. Let's, see, let's play this for a minute. Let's get into a Palestinian's home for a meal and plan to bring a bottle of wine as a gift for the family. Be prepared for a hostile. When you bring it, they might throw the bottle away and angrily ask you to leave. Why? Because you don't understand them. According to the teachings of Allah, followers of Islam are not allowed to use stimulants like alcohol because they make people lose their reason and can lead to regrettable sins. Muslim believers highly respect and follow the teachings of their Almighty. And therefore, some Islamic countries' governments have issued orders prohibiting the consumption of alcoholic beverages. Devout Muslims never drink beer or wine throughout their lives. If you are invited to a Muslim family, it's best not to give them wine or beer. In Palestinian weddings, you won't find a drop of alcohol. The most delicious beverage you can find might be carbonated soft drinks. And if not, then stick to plain water. Number nine, creation of poor consumption. When in Palestine, you'll have a variety of interesting food options to choose from, but there will be absolutely no dishes made with pork. I can confidently tell you that 90 of Palestinians have never tasted the flavor of pork until they're passing. Once again, the reason stems from Islam. 
they in between heaven and earth. That means they, the, the spirit of them is between heaven and between earth. That what it means. So that's what's going on here. They spirit between heaven and earth. And then Pope Gregory and his council board, they come up with purgatory. Meaning, if your loved one is between heaven and earth, and we in debt, if you hit that box pretty good, we can get them from out of that position into the position up in heaven. So we'll get more on that as it unfolds. We'll get more information on it. Because the research team will get on that. And they have those here what he needs to work with. So, and that's a great thing. But what I just heard a minute ago, the church supposed to um, enlighten you. That would, you go to the church to be enlightened, not to be but now, and that's a big word right there. The church is supposed to enlighten you. Now that, now, that was a big word. Now, let's go find out about this church. Uh, the church is supposed to enlighten you. Now, that's, that's, big, that's big talk. But let's find out the, definition, the Bible definition of the word called church. Hey, let's find out the Bible definition of the word called church. The Bible definition of the word called church supposed to enlighten you. Okay. I, I, I like that. Let's go to Acts 7, 23. Let's find out the biblical definition of the word church by going to Acts 7, 23 and find out what's going on. Acts 7, 23, El. The book of Acts, chapter 7, verse number 23. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Book of Acts chapter 7, verse number 23 reads, Acts 7, verse 23. When he was full 40 years old, it came into his mind to visit his brethren, the family of Israel. Mm-hmm. So Moses, when he was full 40 years old, it came in his mind to visit his brothers the children of Israel. And let's see what, let's talk more about Moses' business brothers and what name they got on his brethren in verse number 38. Now watch this, how we precept that and see what they got on Moses' brothers, the children of Israel, in verse 38. What does it say, Earl? Look at Acts 7, verse 38. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness. You see that? So so what what had just replaced his brother and children of Israel? The church. You see that theory? The church biblically is a polluted word for the children of Israel because the children of Israel was the one in the wilderness. So when you see this word called church, biblically speaking, is referring to the children of Israel in the wilderness. And we and when you precept that to the seventeenth chapter of Exodus, 
We'll find out what in the wilderness. Is it a church in the wilderness? Or it is what Moses went to visit. See, when you precept your Bible, that's the game changer right there. So we're going to 17 verse 1, Elder, and see exactly who Moses visited in the wilderness. Did he visit a church? Or did he visit somebody else? We're going to find out by precepting your Bible. 17 verse 1 says what? Book of Exodus 17, verse number 1 reads, And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness. Mm-hmm. All the congregation of children of Israel, the word called church, biblically it means the whole congregation of the children of Israel. Then when you precept that, then when you precept that in the book of Hosea, Joshua, chapter 14, verse 10, and then we go back down, we go back down to business. We don't get a precept on that. Joshua, chapter 14, verse 10, precept, what's that? The book of Joshua, Hosea, chapter 14, verse number 10 reads, the book of Joshua, chapter 14, verse number 10, Book of Joshua 14, verse number 10 reads, And now, behold, Yahweh has kept me alive, as he, had, as he said, these 45 years. Even since the Yahweh spake this word unto Moses, while the family of Israel wandered in the wilderness. You see that? So, when you're talking about the church, biblically speaking, it's talking about the children of Israel. And it also says about these children of Israel, plainly um, in 49, 28 of Genesis, it talks about the children of Israel by saying what? In 49, 49 verse 28, we're talking about saying what? The book of Genesis, chapter 49. Verse number 28 reads, Genesis 49, verse 28. All these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And all these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And once one time ago, all these 12 tribes of Israel was upon the what? Once one time ago, continue reading. And this is it that their father spake unto them and blessed them. Everyone according to his blessing, he blessed them. Once upon a time ago, the whole twelve tribes of Israel was up on a blessing. But what happened? That's all they come. So what happened? We just preach them about what happened. We're going to Deuteronomy 28. And we'll look at verse uh, 1, 2, 15, 16, and 25. Deuteronomy, what happened? Deuteronomy 28, 1, 2, 15, and 16, and 25. Let's find out what happened if all of the 12 tribes of Israel, once upon a time ago, was upon a blessing. Then what we need to find out 
on tape 126. Then what happened then? Is there from the blessing today? Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, 2, 15, 16, and 25. What is that else? Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse number 1 and 2, verse number 15 and 16, verse number 25, read. Book of Deuteronomy 28, verse number 1, read. And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of Yahweh, your Yahweh, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command you this day. The Yahweh, your Yahweh, will set you on high. Above all nations of the earth. Verse number two. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if you shall hearken unto the voice of Yahweh your Yahweh. Verse number 15. But it shall come to pass if you will not hearken to the voice of Yahweh to observe to do all his commandments, his statutes, which I command you this day, that all these curses shall come upon you. And overtake you. Verse 16. Cursed shall you be in the city. And cursed shall you be in the field. Verse 25. Yahweh shall call thee to be smitten. Before thine enemies. You shall go out one way against them. And flee seven ways. Before them. And shall be removed. Into all the kingdoms of the earth. Mm-hmm. You can't Israel if you don't listen to me, you're going to be removed, and you're going to be in all the kingdoms of the earth. We're talking to the blessed 12 tribes of Israel. If you don't listen to me, you're going to be removed. That means somebody can come take you to all of the kingdoms of the earth. You will be removed unto all the kingdoms of the earth. And when you get there, you're going to be a verse 37. You'll be a verse 37 when you get there. In all the kingdoms of the earth, you'll be a verse 37. What is that? The book of Deuteronomy 28, verse 37 reads, You shall become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations, where the Yahweh shall lead you. You're going to be a byword and a proverb among all the nations that Yahweh shall lead you. Is that what you're going to be? And another thing going to happen to you, the one is about the blessed seed, and Deuteronomy 32, verse 26. What else going to happen to you and Deuteronomy 32, verse 26? Let's see what's going to happen to you a proverb and a byword. To the Israel, you're going to be a proverb and a byword, and you will be removed to all the kingdoms of the earth, and you'll be a proverb and a byword. And what else going to happen to you? 32, verse number 26 of Deuteronomy. What's going to happen to you? Come on. Book of Deuteronomy 32, verse number 26 reads, I said, I will scatter them into corners. I will make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. Ain't that something? He is the man, friend. The man said he's going to make 
nobody is going to remember you anymore. You're going to be a byword and a proverb among all the nations. You have a tag on you. Your tag going to be on you going to be called, you're from the tribe of Judah, you're going to be called African-American, Negro, and color, and super color. If you're from Ishikar, Gad, through all them tribes, um, you'll be called Puerto Rican, Mexican, and Latino. Is that what happened to you? All because you would not listen to me when I spoke through Moses' mouth to tell you this was going to happen to you. And this is in the 1400s. So that's why we got to come now. And we come to... Um, Psalm 59 for you. Hey, um, national audience. You know what the bosses, Yahweh's bosses of the Israelites come to do? Do you know what we come to do? On 69 verse 4 with you. What is saying 69 verse 4, yo? Because Psalm 69. Because Psalm 69. Verse number 4 reads. Because Psalm 69. Verse number 4. They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They that would destroy me, being my enemies wrongfully, are mighty. Then I restore that which I took not away. Did that come to restore what we took not away? We didn't take away your national identity. We just found out that the word church is a, is a uh, E-Z-R-A-262. Every time you see the word church, every time you see on the building it's called a church, then we come to enlighten your eyes that when you see the word church, it is it is a E-Z-R-A-262 if it come out your mouth. That's what it says. E-Z-R-A, Book of Answers, 262. When you see the word church now, you ain't got you have to say you ain't got church on. Come here, let me lay my hands on you, and you have one. But let's tell you what the Bible says about when you see the word church. What do it mean biblically? Let's see what it means biblically. Elder E Z R A chapter two verse fifty two. The book of Ezra E Z R A two verse sixty two reads: These out there registered among those that were reckoned by genealogy. But they were not found. Therefore were they as polluted put from a priesthood. Polluted? Because how you identify the people of the book is through genealogy. And the people you talk about who you identify through the book by genealogy, when you precept your Bible and first Chronicles 9.1, it tells you exactly, and then, then we're going to precept that. Then watch what they do in First Peter 5.13. Now, watch how we just, you want to check them way in hand. We're going to read the whole verse and watch what they say while your mind is fresh on it. Watch what they do before your eyes. On the right side of the book. First Chronicles 9 1, then precept it immediately, Elder, 
and 513, and watch what they do. Let before your eyes, and you can catch them red-handed. You know, I can catch the hand in the dough, in the flowers. Say, who put the hand in my flowers? Oh, I, I don't know. What you mean you don't know? You, you, you put your uh, brown, all oh, just brown hand into my flower, and it's covering your whole hand up, my man. And you say, you don't know? Now, you see, they do. He said, now, I've got to do something to you because look at your hand. Your hand is full of flowers. And you tell me you don't know who put the hand in my flower. You see, you do. You see, this is what we're up on right now. The powers of be have lied to you so hard and long that you don't know what to believe now. You see? But then the Bible tells you what to believe, but you pay no level mind. Matter of fact, hold that point, Elder. What do you supposed to believe anyway, according to Second Chronicles 2020? First Chronicles 2020. First or second. You know what I mean. See, the Bible tell you, I don't know what to believe now. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a member of the Roman Catholic Church. I'm a member of the um, Christian establishment. I'm a, uh, a Muslim. I'm all over the place. I don't know what to believe. I give up. I said, why don't you just listen to what he says in First Chronicles 2020? Why don't you just believe the Bible? What did the Bible say? Of it? First Chronicles, chapter 20, verse number 20 reads, First Chronicles 20, verse 20. I don't see it there, see ya. We'll make a second Chronicles. Now, I know, I know we read that, yo. Let me see me peep at it. Let's go still peep at it. In yeah, make a second Chronicles 20. Thank you, Hill. That's, that's right, Hill. There you go. Give me second Chronicles 20, verse number, whatever we say, 2020. What is it saying? Hey, you hear a broadcast going called 2020, Mike. Right? Yeah, come on now. I wonder if you get in here. Second Chronicles 2020, what is it say, Hill? Because second Chronicles 20, verse 20. They rose early in the morning and were brought into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, the host of stood and said, Hear me, O Yahweh Judah, and you inhabitants of the southern kingdom. Believe in Yahweh, your Yahweh, so shall you be established. Believe in Seir, so shall you be, so shall you prosper. You see the man, man. But you see, I don't know what to believe now. I'm off into, I'm off into everything. I don't know what to believe. Then why don't you believe the Bible? I mean, I mean, you got you got the Bible on the coffee table, right? Believe the Bible. Then when you precept that to Acts fifteen fifteen, it, it comes right back at this verse right here. When you precept the Bible in Acts fifteen fifteen, what is that else? Or what to leave? Acts fifteen fifteen. Book of Acts fifteen, verse fifteen reads: To agree the words of the seers as it is written. And where is it written at? Right in 2020. It's telling you what to believe. See, that's why we've got to come out. It's, I mean, 
Yahweh's voice never to his right. We got to come now. Because we don't know what to believe now. We don't to believe the Bible in it. But what kind of way? As it's written. We just showed you plainly that we, in the early part of the lesson, that showing that the word church is polluted for the children of Israel. So when your preacher time before you even got a, a sign saying the church house, then you already know he's limited of information. I mean, he's just only being a parakeet. Because the word church is polluted for the children of Israel. Because he found out that all Israel was First uh, Chronicles 9-1. What is that 9-1 now, yo? Now remember, you're going to First Chronicles 9-1. And then we'll show you how you catch them red-handed on their thumb around with this word called the children of Israel. Huh? We're going to catch them red-handed in First Peter by the chief speaker of the nation of Israel and 513. Watch over here, not Dr. Paul. Come on, yo. The book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 9, verse number 1 reads, So all Israel were reckoned by genealogies. Yeah, read a little bit more. And what happened? And behold, they were written in the books of the kings of Israel and Judah, who were carried away to Babylon for their transgression. So you see that? And see, they were carried away. Now, remember, all Judah and Israel... Southern Northern King was carried to Babylon, to Babylon for their sin, right? Now, if you preach up your Bible right away, those got in here in 513, look what they call all Judah and Israel in 513 just in Babylon. What word on them on the right side of the book? What is that? Book of 1 Peter, chapter 5. Verse number 13, the church that is at Babylon. You know they call you? They call the children of Israel the church. And we told you what that means in Ezra 2.16. The word church it is a polluted word biblically for the whole southern and northern kingdom of Israel. You see that? And then your preacher stand before you and tell you, if you ain't got a church home, then come, come, come here and let me put my hands on you and you have a church home. You see that? But we just went to the Bible and show you solidly the word church is polluted for the children of Israel. Because all Israel is reckoned through genealogy. There's no genealogy on no church. Genealogy on the children of Israel. Huh? See? It's genealogy on the children of Israel. So... All right, now we see Mother D of Israel. So look here. Hey, still, let, let, let me get in on a little bit of that. Uh, let me see if we bring Mother D of Israel in for this lesson 126. And one thing about these mothers, they, they ready to do their part too. They don't change something. We got to take care of this business in Yahweh. So it's time to get in where you've been in at. Huh? If you find out right now when you preach to tell you about a church home, it's a polluted word for the children of Israel. And we can go on and on about that, but we not. We just gonna see can we bring our mother and she's coming on stage, Mother D of Israel, and see if she wanna holler that microphone a little bit. That's what it's all about. Hollering that microphone. And soon later, I'll look to be BSJ Israel to the there. I'm about ready to holler that microphone too. But when you when you get ready, we ready. So Mother D of Israel, 
Yaqua bless you still, Israel of Seroy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Mo, we know you come to holler that microphone with this too and after great man. So um let me let me uh, get a birth out here, mother. What do we say we can read in Luke twenty one?
and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in in the country enter there into. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that, that was real big with that, Mother. Read verse 18 again, Mother. What did verse 18 say? Uh, Luke 21, 18. But there shall not an hair of your head perish. No. Well, I'll just make that statement right there unless you got something to work with, Moses. Uh, well, what? He said, he said, but God is ain't nothing going to happen to you. That's what he said. Uh, hey, Moses, you preach up on that. Give me 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse 15 down verse 17. What, what do you mean by Ain't nothing going to happen to you. Not a hair on your head going to be hung. What is he, what, where he pulling this from? Let me find out where he's pulling this thing from when you got your Yahweh right. Put a book called Second Kings, chapter 6, verse 15, 16, and 17. What is that another? Uh, Second Kings. Chapter 6, 15 through 17, verse 15. And when the servant of the man of Yahweh was risen early and gone forth, behold, and host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, At last, my master, how shall we? Do verse 16, and he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. 17. And Elisha prayed and said, Yahweh, I pray you, open his eyes that he might see. And Yahweh opened the eyes of the young man, and he answered, and behold, the mountains was full of horses and chariots of fire round about the list. You see that? Three cancellations. Don't worry about this thing. He said, they're going to come through, and they're going to they they leave messages on the Appleton saying, you know, fear, I can see myself with your head. Up on my arm, and I'll run your head into the tree. See? That ain't going to talk. You know, but this, that's why I say, you got him right, I got you right. So I'm, I'm rolling with the Almighty Soul Down Man, you see? So I've got it. Do what the man gives us to do. So, Elder, in St. John chapter 16, there, Elder the Yarda, let's see if we can get out of. The 16th chapter with a precept, one down to verse five. There, you St. John chapter 15, one down to verse five. Elder Yahshua Israel, come on. Well, the St. John chapter 16, verse number one through five reads. Look at St. John chapter 16, verse number one through five. St. John 16, verse number one. 
These things have I spoken unto you. You should not be offended. That's number two. They shall put you out of the temple. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that they do it. Yahweh's servant. Verse number three. They sing what they do unto you because they have not known me. Because they have not known the Father nor me. Verse number four. But these things have I told you. And when the time shall come, you rem- may remember that I told you of them. These things I said not unto you at the beginning, because I was with you. Verse number five. But now I go my way to him that sent me. And none of you asks me where the God you. So the Almighty he uh, reminded and brought the attention of the disciples, the followers. That they're going to do you some damage once I'm gone. You understand that? So there will be no cave wall. So, so, and who, and who going to do you some damage? In St. John chapter 11, verse 47 down to verse 53, to tell them something, he said, listen. He said, now listen to me, um, followers of the Father, the Father's on earth. He said, listen. They're going to put you, they're going to do you some damage. They're going to do you some damage. And now, now who's going to be scheming up on you to do you some damage? The people read it in St. John chapter 11, verse 47 down to 53. Hey, yo, who will do us some damage that we can read in St. John 11, 47 down to 53? The book of St. John chapter 11, verse verse 47. From 53 reading. Book of St. John 11, verse 47. Then gathered the chief priest and the Pharisee of counsel and said, What do we? For this man doeth many miracles. Verse 48. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. Verse 49. One of them named Caiaphas, being the high priest, the same year said unto them, You know nothing at all. Verse 50. Now consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, that the whole nation perish not. Verse 51. This think he not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Yahweh the Son should die for that nation. Verse 52, not for that nation only, but that also he should gather together in one the children of Yahweh that were scattered abroad. Verse number 53, then from that day forth, they took counsel together for to put him to death. They took counsel to put him to death. They got counsel going on here now. They come up with all kinds of schemes on you right now. They might even say you might be somewhere else. Uh, buying or selling houses, changing identities, stealing cars. They might tell you anything. Anything trying to get you off track. So all you, but you got to understand something. It's already prophesied. They're going to do what they got to do. Anytime you try to wake these people up or 
out to our tribes of Israel, it's going to be a backlash. So there ain't going to be no cakewalk. You might hear that kind of rumor on you. They might say you might uh, be riding a boat somewhere, you know, anything. You know, killing people's identity. The biggest identity features there's the one over there in Israel today. They want to throw your identity, and, and, and they got your identity. You think you have the American Negro and, and, and Puerto Rican and Mexican. That one is the biggest identity uh, theft is over there. But you don't know that. Well, become humble to help you out. Yeah. Open your eyes to understand one thing. It's time to believe the Bible. Just put whatever you own, put this aside. And just believe what the Bible says. Listen to the six anointed camp bring you the Bible uncut, spirit led by Yahweh. Remember, they're going to put you in jail, right? They said that, didn't they? Let's ease in the policy about that, uh, Elder. Revelation chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, 10 and 11. Let's see, remember, the angel came to John while he was on the Isle of Patmos. He was in prison. John was just put in prison. But the angel came there because he said, John, beloved, you were put in prison for a reason. Because we don't want you to be disturbed to receive this message. And the only one going to bring it out is Yahweh's forces of the two Israelites. Let's see what he says at Revelation 2, verse 4, 5, 10, and 11. Hey, what is there we can read? Revelation 2, 4, 5, 10, and 11. The book of Revelation, chapter 2, verse number 4, verse number 5, verse number 10, verse number 11 reads. Book of Revelation, chapter 2. Revelation, chapter 2, verse number 4. Verse number five reads, Book of Revelation 2, verse number four. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you, because you have left your first love. Verse number five, remember that forth from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first work, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove your candlestick out of this place. Except you repent. Verse number 10 reads, For none of those things which shall suffer, for none of those things which you shall suffer, behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, and you may be tried, and, be, and, shall, and you shall be, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Be you faithful unto the death, and I will give you a crown of life. Verse number 11. You have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the twelve tribes of Israel. Polluted word, church, you know, the overcoming shall not be heard of the second death. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Read verse 10 again now, yo. Verse 10 again. Book of Revelation 2, verse number 10 reads, For none of those things, Thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried. You shall have tribulation ten days. Be you faithful 
unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. When the angel was talking to John, then they they understood who who was Job and who was Roy. See, but we don't understand that this Bible. Um, before you read the twelfth chapter, you know, see what we don't understand. Um, a mother dear of Israel. Give me Acts thirteen thirteen. 34 and 35. See, understand something. When the angel was speaking to John, he was telling John that the devil going to cast some of you in prison. Well, how did John get in the How did John get in the prison? So he, he was clear when he was talking about then, the devil going to cast some of you in prison. But now you don't, you don't have a clue what that means. See, John understood it plainly. Because John was on the Isle of Patmos, he was in prison, and he was cast in the prison. And he knew wasn't nobody with no tight red suit on with pointy ears and a pickball, he'd get to him. <laughs> so he knew that then. But today, we don't know. We don't know. Okay? But you're going to find out. So, Mother, when we read... Um, Acts 13, 13, mother, be up Israel. Then skip down to verse 44 and 40, I mean 34 and 35. What do we get out of Acts 13, 13, 40, then 34 and 35? Acts 13, 13, and skip down to 34 and 35. What the God that mother, be up Israel? Acts chapter 13, verse 13, and... 34 and 35. Mm -hmm. Okay. Acts chapter 13, verse 13. Now when Paul and his company loosed from Patmos, they came to Perga in... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I made a little slight error. Make that map here. Make that Matthew. Make that 34 and 35, verse 13. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. Verse 34. All these things spake Yahweh the Son unto the multitude in parables, and without a parable, he not unto them, 35, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the seer, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. 
So he said, they're saying we say it's a parable because this has been kept secret from the foundation of the world. And um, let's speak up there, Mother. What's been kept secret from the foundation of the world, Mother? What? Let's go see and find out what's been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Now, what have been kept secret from the foundation of the world when you precept that with another angel playing the message to David in 78? We're going to 78 and find out what have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. What? What, what can we read that have been kept secret from you? They have to be revealed to you. In Psalm 78, 1, 2, and 3. 1, 2, and 3, and verse 10. Hey, Mother, Mother of Israel, what does Psalm yeah. 78, 1, 2, 3, and 10 say? Psalm 78. Okay. Psalm 78.
So when John wrote 2 verse 10, what does that say in Revelation 2 verse 10, Elder? Look at Revelation 2, verse number 10 reads, For none of those things which you shall suffer, behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried. You shall have tribulation ten days. Be you faithful unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. Mm-hmm. And, and what do you say in 311 behind that, Elder? Same book, Revelation 311. What do you say in 311 behind that? Book of Revelation 3, verse, eight, verse 7, 11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which you have. That no man take your crown. See what he's saying? He says, you better, you better hold on. Don't let nobody take your crown. Your crown is eternal life. He said, don't let nobody uh, persuade you for 30 pieces of silver and you give up your crown of life. Don't let nobody take your crown of life from you for 30 pieces of silver. Huh? Let's find out a little bit more about this devil. Is the devil going to cast some of you in prison? Now we're going to go back to Acts chapter 5, and we're going to lick him up real good. See, that's how you got to do it. Uh, those like to use that word. You got to let the Bible use the word, then just comment on the word from the Bible. And you ain't got to ex- uh, explain anything. Just let the Bible do the talking. The Bible explain you who the devil is. All you got to do is read some scriptures. You know, get out your field and read some books. We're going to find out. The devil going to catch some of you in prison. We're going to find out what's going on in 12 chapters. And we're going to read a little bit about the devil going to catch some of you in prison. Think of verse number one. Read down and get our point here. It'll come out. Acts 12, 1. Revelation. Revelation. Well, Acts. Acts chapter 5. I mean 12. We're going to find out, if we preach up the Bible, we're going to find out what that means by the devil going to catch some of you in prison. We're going to see we find out about this precept in the Bible and how to properly use the word the devil. Because John understood who the devil was. They had him in prison then. But we don't know day, you know, but we're going to preach up the Bible in Acts 12.1, and we're going to read down until we get our point. Come on. The book of Acts, chapter 12, verse number 1. The book of Acts 12, verse 1 reads, Now about the time Herod, the king, stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the congregation of Israel, including the word church, verse number 2. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword, verse number 3. Because he saw it pleased, Yachad Judah, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. Verse number four. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to folk <laughs> of the need of some. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who, do, who did what in verse four? The book of Acts 12, verse four. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison. Hey, that's something. You see what the Bible just said? Didn't, didn't the anger say that 
Some of you are going to be put in prison. Then John knew that how he got to prison. We just read him and verse number one and so tells us exactly the devil going to catch some of you in prison. Read verse one again, 21. The book of Acts 12, verse number 1. Now about that time, Herod, the king, stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the congregation of Israel. Uh-huh. And, and, and what did he do in verse 4? And when he had apprehended him, he put him into prison. Ain't that something? You mean the Bible tells that? Yeah. The Bible tells you exactly what you need to know, you ain't got to be confused about anything now. You got a life out ministry trying to open your eyes and restore what we took not away from you by understanding that these things. So now when you, since he was talking to John, we might have preached up a little bit more about these things. Then you got to look at the situation going on today. And then you tie it all in your situation today that was prophesied by the angel telling John and John writing it. So now when we go and read Revelation chapter 6, while we already remember, the angel is working with John. And listen what he says in Revelation end time prophecy 6 verse 8. We'll read so we'll get our point. Now listen to this real carefully. See, remember, on this broadcast, we come to um, a mother be of Israel. Give me a precept, mother. We come to 2432, you and Luke. We come to 2432, you and Luke. Do what we come to do. You know, I'll be on this broadcast six nights a week to, to 2432, you. And Luke. That's what we come on this broadcast to do. Luke, chapter 24, verse 32. What does that mean? Luke, chapter 24, verse 32. And they said one to another, Did not our minds burn within us while he talked with us, by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? What we come to do, mother? Open up these scriptures. We come to open up these. Read verse 45. Okay. Luke 24, 45. Yeah, what did it say? Luke 24, 45. Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. You see what we're coming to do? We ain't coming to tell you where we're going, where we been. We're coming to open up you these scriptures. That's what we're coming to do. We're coming to make your mind burn. So you take a look at what you've been taught all your life. We, 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 you've been told blindly and 65, verse 15, you've been told plainly that 
business deals, you're always going to be a last high, the first one five. You'll be the one to get the leftover meat that you're going to be eating anyway. I mean, the meat they give you that cause you all kind of problems in your body. You're not have no answers until you come back clean according to this book. Do you need your name for a curse name? We will find out what name you identify with more than your name or a number of your birth certificates. Exodus chapter 1 through 7. All your names are there. Your birth certificate name is right there. Then he came in number 6, 22 to 27 and told you, this name is a black name to you. Then he also told you the 44th chapter of Isaiah 1 through 5, if you put this name at the end of your name, third name yourself, this name, I'm going to hear you when you call on me. But you're going to pay that no matter of mind. But this is what you're going to do, and you're going to identify with this name right here, more than your biblical name of the Bible, in the book of Acts 11, verse 26. Hey, what is that? Book of Acts, chapter 11. Verse number 26, read. Look at that, chapter 11. Verse number 26, read. Acts 11. Verse 26. When he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year assembled themselves with the congregation, taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. But wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. They have another word that they put on them too there. They got two words there you put on them. They put two words, they ask you, you know, the preacher tell you all day long when you come to the service, do you have this, do you have a such as home? They were there, they were right there now. So come back and, um, and, um, uh, not at the park, you know, another word you're going to be called, and you're going to respond to it every wrong day of the week. He said, you're going to respond to this word every wrong day of the week. You respond to this word more, huh? You respond to this word more than any name, right? And what you go through brings what's already in you out. Okay. So what? For your first job, uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith. Yes. Yeah. You say to them, yeah. Look, I have to have the Sabbath. Yeah. Off. Yeah. Which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon. All these years, I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but, but I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. You see how she used that word so loosely? She's been going to the Baptist church and, you know, all that good stuff. But guess what? It was politicized right here that you're going to leave your name for a curse and get the name you're going to pick up on and be and have no problem using it. That was what it gets. Hey, yo, redeem yourself and knock out the pod and come on. 
Book of Acts, chapter 11, verse number 26, read. We have found him. He burned him up to Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Ain't that You can't believe two words were prophesied that you will respond to more than your biblical name. The church. And you'll be called Christian. Are you Christian? Are you Christian? Are you Christian? You this was given to you by other people. Do you know when he got written in the heavenly tablets about when you receive a name from other people at number 15, 15, 16, and 29? L. That's not Let me tell you something. When you receive that name in Antioch over there in Europe, being called the Christian Church, so even your biblical name, do you know what he told Moses to put in writing? Behind it in number 15, 15, 16, and 29. See what he said to Moses out of the heavenly chapter called the Book of Numbers, chapter 15, verse 15, 16, 29. What is that? Book of Numbers, chapter 15, verse number 15, verse 16, and verse 29 reads Numbers 15, verse 15. For in order that shall be both you of the congregation, and also for the stranger that so journey with you, and hornet forever in your generation, as you are, so shall the stranger be before Yahweh. Verse 16. One law and one manner shall be for you, and for the stranger that so journey with you. Verse 29. You shall have one law for him that sinneth through ignorance, but for him that is born among the children of Israel, and for the stranger that sojourney among you. He said, now, if you in it, but look what he says. He said, it's one law when you ignorant. See, ignorant means you don't know. I mean, I didn't know that. I, I thought that the Baptist church and the Christian church and the Roman church was what I supposed to be at. But you was ignorant of You didn't know. Okay, you didn't know. That's why we, that's why we come. Hey, hey Mother D of Israel, give me, give me uh, uh, a book. Let me know when you got it. Lot 51, 23. So you didn't know. Elder, what do you think about it when you don't know in St. John uh, uh, chapter 9, verse 25 and 41, Elder? Okay, you didn't know. Okay, I give you that. You didn't know. You were about 50, 60, 70, 80 years, and you didn't know. Okay. Let's see what he says in, in 925 and 41 of St. John. Let's see what he says out his own mouth to those that don't know. Let's see. St. John, chapter 9, verse 25 and 41. What's the hell? Look at St. John, chapter 9. Verse number 25 and verse 41 reads. St. John chapter 9, verse 25 reads. Yes, I said, and if you are sent on note, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Verse 41. Now, for the Son said unto them, If you were blind, 
we should have no sin. But now you say we seek that for your sin remaineth. Take that though. But oh, you say that you know oh I oh oh now I know that the Sabbath day is something on Friday, something on Saturday. But you still doing first day of the week. Guess what? That's when your clock starts ticking. The clock yeah. starts ticking. When you say you know, I know. I know I'm doing the wrong day. But my parents go to the wrong day. You know, my fact, my parents, they behind the rocks running them out. So I go there because of respect of my parents. Yeah, but you say you know that it's wrong. See, when you know something wrong, that's when it, that's when he said your sins remain. And, hey, yo, precept that's the 514 of St. John. See, when you say you know, see, it's very dangerous coming to this broadcast and then when Yahweh unlike your understanding and then all of a sudden you say, I know that I'm, I've been doing the wrong day, you know, the wrong name. I know. But then you don't make no adjustments. Look what Yahweh says when he caught the young man at the great big chipper site. Yahweh found him. And looked him eyeball and eyeball and said something to him in 514, Elder. Yahweh Israel. What he said to the young man in 514 of St. John, Elder? Book of St. John, chapter 5, number 14, read. St. John 5, verse 14. At the word, Yahweh the Son found him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more. Neither the worst thing come unto thee. Thank you. You see what the man said? He said, he told, he let the guy know that the day is he coming to the temple site is Friday night, Saturday night. So he found the young man in there. He's a young man you have made to the temple site. He said, sin no more. Huh? What do you mean by sin no more, yo? First John 3, 3 and 4, 8 down to verse 10. He said, now, you are made to the temple site, young man, but sin no more. Do the worst thing going to come up on you. You see that? What do you mean by sin no more? When you know Saturday, Friday night, Saturday night. You know it. You know the feast days and the bigger twin grace. Got nothing to do with no Easter or New Year's. You know it. You know it, man, can't don't eat no hog. Don't even touch no hog. But you eat it anyway. You want to know why you got to see Doc Cook. You, you say you know. That's when your problem starts when you know. See, that's when your problem starts when you know. You're doing contrary to the biblical Bible. You know he got one name. And all of a sudden you, you know. Then you also know that um, some things that we're going to talk about shortly after the elder bring this out. What did you bring it out, elder? The book of First John chapter 3. Verse number 3 and 4. Verse number 8 through 10 reads. Look at First John chapter 3, verse number 3 reads, And every man that hath this hope in him purify himself, even as he is pure. 
Verse number four. Whosoever committed sin transgresses also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. Verse number eight. He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the son of Yahweh was manifest. He might destroy the works of the devil. Verse number nine. Whosoever is born of Yahweh does not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him. And he cannot sin because he is born of Yahweh. Verse 10. So, uh, in this, uh, so, uh, great, 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 great. Verse number 10. In this, the children of Yahweh are manifest, and the children of the devil. The so, doer of not righteousness so, so, is not of Yahweh. Go ahead, Gideon. I, I, I get you happy. I get you happy right here. Yeah, look at what the WCC. Yeah, I'm starting to cut you off behind that, too. Well, see, why did Yahweh get those seer happy? Read that verse 10 again. I'm going to try my best to. Maybe I can put the verb team up, though, while you read verse 10 again. Read verse 10 again, Al. The book of First John, chapter 3, verse number 10 reads, In this, the family of Yahweh are manifest, and the family of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of Yahweh. Neither he that loveth not his brother. Ah, my, my. So you see, you see the Bible? That's why. Look, we watch you, especially you six and on the channel. We watch you from the pages of this book. They ain't no, we don't watch you because we, we watch the Bible. We see. We have been blessed to watch you from the Bible. And we also watch the world to be from the Bible. We don't, we don't watch them on our stage. But we watch you from the Bible. So when you precept that to St. John chapter 14, you know, and Peter verse 15 and 16, listen, listen what, when you precept the Bible, see the game changes, but who bought the garment? Who threw out the scriptures? It's when you open up these scriptures to those that got to hear the hear. So somebody want to hear this thing. So when you open these scriptures up and you say, man, I, I, I've been keeping Sunday. I've been eating hog. But my preacher told me as long as you pray over, you can eat it. Well, you found out that's not, not correct. What do you think about a preacher will tell you you can pray over, you can eat hog? Hey, 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 Mali. I mean, must be up Israel. Hold that part. Where you got mother? Hold what you got. But in Job 14, verse 14, mother, what did Jesus call boy say behind you can pray over it and now it's clean, you can eat it? Then precept at the 34, verse 4 of Sirach, mother. See, the Bible will tell you, sir, what, you, what you've been contributing to. When your preacher tell you you can pray over the, the, the pig meat, and then the pig meat has been made clean, then you don't need to read the Bible then, because it's a cardboard, Job 14, verse 14 says something, mother. And what did he say in 14, 14, mother, in the book of Job? Job chapter 14, verse 4. Who can yeah, bring a clean 
Who yes. can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Read that again, Moses. Read it again. Read again. Job chapter four. Job chapter fourteen, verse four. Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Mister Preacher, you can't pray over no on no hall. You can't pray over catfish. You can't pray over shrimp. Pray over lobster. You can't pray over Chinese food and make it clean for you. It's clean to them because he didn't give the other nation no dietary. He let you be the role model to get them to understand that there was an order. He don't give with one piece. One piece. What do you mean you have a piece of that? Uh, hey, mother, mother, preach up that to Amos 3, 1 and 2. Preach up that, mother. Amos 3, 1 and 2. Okay. Amos 3, 1 and 2. Let's see if we preach up that. See, this one of the okay. greatest mystery in this Bible, when you read this Bible, he only he gave the dietary law and law that and commandments to one people. Now he told the seer, he, he asked angels, he said, Angels, are you the seer of the hour right now? He said, Yeah. Well then you put down what I tell you to put down. Amos three one two says that. Amos chapter three verses one and two. Mm-hmm. Amos chapter three. Amos chapter three verses one and two. Hear this word that Yahweh has spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, verse 2, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your sins. Mm-hmm. Matthew 15, 24, and then when he came in the body, when he came in the body in Matthew 15, 24, mother, what do you say, mother? And Matthew 15, 24. What did he say out of his own mouth, mother? And Matthew, Matthew 15, 24. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 15, verses 24. Well, he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep. Of the family of Israel. So he he gonna, he gonna believe me up? Hell, suppose you don't want, suppose you don't believe me. Titus one verse two. Hell, okay, I, I I I can't I can't go with that. I can't believe that. I can't believe he created all these people on, and then he say he don't touch one people. I can't believe it. Okay, well Paul had to talk to Titus about that same thing in one verse two. Hey, yo, what he say in Hebrews 6, 18, back to back? So, I, don't, I can't believe it. I can't go with that. That is too much for me. Okay, good. But look what, look what Paul told Titus after Paul was raised from the wound in Galatians 1, 15, 16. 
he was raised from the womb, and he picked Titus and Timothy to take his place as he go back to where he came from. And look what he told Titus to put down in his book in 1 verse 2. Hey, what is that else? The book of Titus, chapter 1, verse number 2 reads, And hope of eternal life, which shall quiet, they cannot lie promise before the world began. He said, you got your whole eternal life on the line by not believing it. He said, he ain't lying about what he's saying. You just been told one thing, but he said, I'm not lying what I said. If you want to get eternal life, he ain't lying about it. Then Paul went to the great big temple and, and looked at everybody in the temple and said something 618. Wait a second. What is saying 6 verse 18? The book of Hebrews 6, verse 18 reads, And by two immutable things, in which it is impossible for Yahweh to lie, you might have a strong consolation that fled for refuge, to lay hope upon the to lay hold upon the hope set before us. Mm-hmm. He said, he ain't lying. So he ain't lying. And he told the seal, a hey, hey, of Israel. And that's 34 verse 4 of the rock. He told the seal, you know, prior to, he told Job, then he told the seal, and the seal pulled it from the book of Job. The rock, 34 verse 4. What did he say that mother? Okay. Sarat, Sarat, 34, 34, verse 4. Verse 4. Okay. 34, verse 4. Sarat, 34, verse 4. And, of an unclean thing, what can be cleaned? And from that thing which is false that truth can come. Read that again, Mother. Thirty-four verse four. Read it again. You read it right, but just read it read with a little more spirit too. So write thirty-four verse four. Of an unclean thing. What can be clean? And from that thing which is false, what truth can come? Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, what what do what do you say to my unclean thing? How can you make it true? I mean, you can't pray with hope. You can't pray over catfish. You can't pray over lobsters. You can't pray over shrimp. You can't pray over rattlesnakes. And it comes clean. Not for you, children of Israel. You can't do it. Now, where are they pulling all these verses from? Hey, let's go to the chapter, verse 1, 2, then pick up verse 41. Where, where, where are these coming from? Who, who's he telling this truth? Is he telling it to the world? 
see if you tell me if it's another double gift, I have out the lot, 51, 23. Had it be patented. Be patented at first, I was real good. The rock, 51, 21, 22, and 23. Had that waiting on me, mother. The rock, 51, 21, 22, and 23. Had that waiting on me. You'll come back at it sooner or later. But, um, listen, what you trying to read, El? I didn't catch it. Leviticus chapter 11. Verse 1, 2, then skip down to verse 41, down to the close of that state. But about 47. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 1 and 2, 41 to 47. Philly, you can't make nothing clean if the ground clean. But he's not speaking to the world, is he? We'll find out. Because the Muslims say it was an it was an atron not to eat no 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 pig. But you know, Mr. Quran man, Mr. Hamas man, boy, that, that that was not taught to you. That's not taught to you. You are taking scripture from somebody else. We can get ready to bust you in the middle of the street right now. The big eleven one two. Then skip down to 41, down to 47. What's the Book of 11, chapter, the book of Leviticus, chapter 11. Verse number 1 and 2. Verse number 41. Look at Leviticus 11, verse number 1. Yahweh spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, verse 2, speak unto the nation, family of Israel, and saying, these are the beasts which you shall eat among all the beasts that are on the earth. Number 41, Leviticus 11, verse 41. Never creep and think that creep upon the earth shall be an abomination. Should not be eaten. Verse 42, whatsoever goeth upon the belly, whatsoever goeth upon all four, or whatsoever have more feet among all creeping things that creep upon the earth, them shall you not eat, for they are an abomination. Verse 43. Should not make yourself abominable with any creeping thing that creepeth. Neither shall you make yourself unclean with them, but you should be defiled thereby. Verse 44. For therefore you are You shall therefore sanctify yourself. You shall be righteous. For I am righteous. Neither shall you defile yourself with any manner of creeping thing. That creepeth upon the earth. Verse 45. For I am Yahweh that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt, abundant, to be your Yahweh. You shall therefore be righteous, for I am righteous. Verse 46. This is the law of the beast, of the fowl, of every living creature that moves in the water, and of every creature that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 40, 47. To make a difference. Between the unclean and the clean, and between the beasts that may be eaten and the beasts that may not be eaten. He said, you got to make a difference between what you put in your mouth and what you don't. He said, you got to make a difference. He talked to one of the people, 12 tribes of Israel. You just can't put everything in your mouth. You can't put some in your mouth that all them legs on it. 
you got that octopus got all them legs on and all them hands and fingers and stuff like that. You can't be eating that stuff. That's why you didn't duck up. You were eating. That's what they call it. Well, you can't, you can't, you can't eat it, children of Israel. They can eat it. The other nations can eat all that stuff. And they ain't got to go see Doc Cook. But you can't eat it. Huh? You know why you can't eat it? Let's read why you can't eat it. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1, 2. 27 down to 29. Let me show you why you can't eat. See, you can't eat what you see on that one-eyed face. Oh, that looks good on that one-eyed face, but that's, that's not for you to eat. Let's see what he's saying in Deuteronomy chapter 5, 1, 2, 27 to 29. Let's see what he's saying, El. Come on. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse number 1 and 2. 27 to 29 reads. Well, continue around in me, chapter 5, verse number 1. And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak in your ears this day, that you may learn them, keep, and do them. Verse number 2. Yahweh made a covenant with us in Horeb. Verse 27. Well, continue around in me, 5, verse 27. Go down near and hear all that Yahweh will Yahweh shall say. And speak down unto us all that Yahweh shall speak unto thee. And we will hear it and do it. Verse 28. And Yahweh heard the voice of your words. And you spake unto me. And Yahweh said unto me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people, which they have spoken unto you. They have well said all that they have spoken. Verse 29. Oh, that there were such a mind in them that they would fear me, keep my commandments always, and it may be well with them and with their children forever. Ain't that stuff? Ain't that stuff? You know what the man said? He said, I hear your words. He said, I, I, I hear your words. Um, hey, he said, I hear your words. Uh, give me a precept on that. 33, verse 33 of Ezekiel. He said, I hear your words. I hear their words. Okay, let's do a precept on that, Elvin. Go to uh, Ezekiel. 33, verse 33. Let's do a precept on that, Elvin. Let's see what it, he said. Yeah, see, that sounds pretty good, but you might as well go in on and slap a precept side the neck. On that, what does it say? 33, 33. Book of Ezekiel 33, verse 33 reads, When this cometh to pass, it will come. Then shall they know that a seer have been among them. Mm-hmm. Now, give up to verse 32 now. Verse number 32, Ezekiel 33, verse 32. Lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely son, of one that hath a pleasant voice, and can play well on an instrument, for they, are, for they hear your words, but they do them not. 
Did you hear what I'm saying? So in Jeremiah 13, 8 through 10, what did he tell Seer about a people that will hear the word that come from the mouth of the Seer but do it not? What do Yahweh tell Jeremiah pertaining to this people? In the 13th chapter, verse 8, 9, and 10. Hey, look, what do he say in Jeremiah 13, verse 8 through 10? What do he say? Look at Jeremiah chapter 13. Verse number 8 through 10, read. Look at Jeremiah 13. Look at Jeremiah 13. Verse number 8 through 10, read. Jeremiah chapter 13. Verse number 8, read. Then the word of God came unto me, saying, Number nine. Thus saith Yahweh, after this manner, will I mar the pride of Yahweh Judah, and the very pride of the southern kingdom. Verse ten. This evil people, which refuse to hear my words, which walk in the imagination of their mind, walk after other false Yahweh to serve them, to worship them, to even be as this girl which is good for nothing. Even evil people refuse to hear my word. And, and just like this girl that he put over the lady prayed and hid and came back to it. He said, this girl over here is messed up. Almighty uh, one. He said, yeah, the children of Israel is just like that. Like that girl that you got in your hand. Good for nothing. He always was dramatic with, his, with, with the most Jones was dramatic. He went and told him, go take this girl and chop it off there and afraid he would put it in a hole. And so many days, go back and get it. We went and got the, the girdle and dug out the hole. He said, Yah, what? This girl is no good no more. He said, just how Judah, Benjamin, Levi, the Simeon here. They ain't good for nothing. So they won't keep the law, statutes, and the commandments. See, if you're not keeping the law, statutes, and commandments, Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, you're good for nothing. Then when you precept that to Acts chapter, uh, make it Matthew 5, verse 13 out of verse 16, he compares you to something. In Matthew 5, 13 to 16, he compares you to something. See, you know, he compares you to something. He says in, in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. Wait, wait, what did he say? Look at Matthew, chapter 5, verse number 13 to 16 reads. Book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse number 13 reads. Book of Matthew 5, verse number 13. Matthew 5, verse 13 reads. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its favor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden on the foot of men. Verse 14. You are the light of the world. A, a city that is set on a hill cannot be healed. Verse 15. Peter do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. But on a candlestick, and he give it light unto all that are in the house. Verse 16. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works. And honor your Father, 
which is in heaven.
Moses said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto you, receive in your mind and hear with your ears. Verse number 11. Go, get you to them of the captivity, unto the nation of your people, and speak unto them, and tell them the say of Yahweh, whether they will hear or whether they will fall back. Verse number 12. Then the Spirit took me up, and I heard behind me a voice of a great Russian saying, Blessed be the greatness of Yahweh from his place. Verse 17. Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the family of Israel, that will hear the word at my mouth, and give them warning from me. Verse 18. And I say unto the wicked, you shall surely die. You give him not warning, nor speaketh to warn the wicked from his wicked ways, to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his sin, and his blood will I require at your hand. Verse 19. Yet if you warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked ways, he shall die in his sin, but you have delivered yourself. Verse number 20. Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, sin, now lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die, because thou hast not given him warning. He shall die in his sin and his righteousness, which he have not done, and his righteousness which he have done, cannot be remembered, but his blood will I require at thy hand. Verse 21. Jesus, nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man, that the righteous man, that the righteous sin not, and he doeth not sin, he shall surely live, because he is warned. Also, you have delivered yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before you read 33, walk to 11, uh, I'll check that song to kind of push up a little bit, put that Y on it, what does God do? But read verse 19 again, they ought to i read verse 19. It's a very interesting point you made in verse 19. And um, make, sure that, make sure that battery's going right in that microphone real good. But in verse 19, that was a very interesting point you made in verse 19. What, what did you say again in verse 19, Elder? The book of Ezekiel 3, verse number 19 reads, Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, but from his wicked ways, he shall die in his sin. But you had delivered yourself. So you see, the way we come on this broadcast is to warn the one and say, I didn't know these things. See, this guy you call the witness. But if you turn away from that wicked way that you've been taught all your life, and you are due to Acts three nineteen, you repent. Then God can to keep the season on earth, not up up in the way. So our job, our ability to be hit on every side, is to tell you, listen, you don't get to the kingdom, you got a Matthew nineteen, sixteen, seventeen. You got to keep all that and commandments in your life. And in St. John 20 and 31, you got, you got enlightened in the name of the four letters. So, so we come to tell you these things. 
it, it, it ain't it ain't nothing you ain't got nothing coming in Lord God Jesus and Jehovah. Yeah, Allah. You know, we come to tell you that these names promoted and with all these names were given to you after the Bible was closed in nineteen sixty what no thing was even thought about until 449 A.D. It became official land in 1382. So we trying to warn you, but we can deliver our soul. You know, God tell you, you got to come away from that bad understanding and believe the Bible. What kind of way to answer it? Well, you read 19, the man said, I'm going to kill you. Now, we can get a precept that in 33, 1 through 11. And you put a name on who he's going to kill first. Third chapter, 1 through 11. Watch it. We're going to see who he's going to kill first for not obeying what you hear. You go 33, 1 through 11. What's that? Look at Ezekiel. Chapter 33. It's number 1 through 11. Read. Look at Ezekiel. Chapter 33, verse number 1, read. Again, the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, verse number 2, Son of man, say to the family of your people, and say unto them, I bring the sword upon the land, that the people of the land take a man of their coat, and send him for their watchmen. Verse number 3, if when he sees the sword coming upon the land, he blow not the trumpet and warn the people. Verse 4. You know, whosoever hears the sound of the trumpet and take him not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. Verse number 5. You heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning, his blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver himself. Verse number 6. But if the watchmen see the sword come, and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his sin, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. Verse number seven. So thou, son of man, have set you a watchman unto the nation of Israel, therefore you shall hear the word in my mouth, and warn them from me. Number eight, when I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die, if thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his sin, but his blood will I require at your hand. Verse number nine, nevertheless, if you warn the wicked of his way to turn from his, to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his sin. But you have delivered yourself. Verse number 10. And for all thou son of man, because of the nation, family of Israel, thus you speak, saying, If our transgression and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how shall we then live? Verse number 11. Say unto them, As I live, saith Yahweh, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn you, turn you from your evil ways. For why should you die, O nation, family of Israel? 
you got the opportunity to turn. And you see what people are trying to do? The 12 tribes of Israel, the scout. Turn on 12 tribes of Israel, the scout. He said, why can't you die? He said, I'm going to kill you. I'm sending the spirit to tell you I'm going to kill you. If you don't keep my law, statutes, commandments, I'm going to kill you. Why should you die? And the death you're talking about is the one in the five. The one you're talking about that you can go in Isaiah 66, 24 and take a look at hell. The one you're talking about he's going to put you in is the Isaiah 64, 66, 24. This is what you're talking about. This is, a, this is when I raise you back up. Then you can go over there out of the mouth of Isaiah and listen to what he says in Isaiah 66, verse 24. Let me say up. The book of Isaiah 66, verse number 24 reads. book of Isaiah 66, verse number 24. They shall go forth and look upon the fortresses of the men that have sinned against me. But they weren't shall not die. It shall their fire be quenched. It shall be an abhorrent unto all flesh. You say you can be able to walk out the temple site and walk right over there and see the lake of fire on be radio too. And you will see all the one that paid the word of Yahweh no never mind. And they will be in the fire. Not only that. They're going to be in the fire, and worms going to be fighting on them. And they're going to be a, a horn to all flesh. You will say, damn, my pastor is in there. Not used to be pastor. The one that want to keep sun and keep eating hogs and wear them gay suits. Hey, listen, that's my pastor. But I I heard the word, and I found me some Yahweh's boys over to his life. I got in laughing in it. But some of them is not going to hear this. They're not going to hear this. Matter of fact, uh, you know, what they're going to say, I'll go Yahweh down what and Jeremiah, you know, what did Yahweh do, I'll go he done what? Jeremiah 44, verse 4 and 16. See, a, a lot of us not going to hear this now. We understand that. But he told Jeremiah, put this in life. Although Yahweh done what in Jeremiah 44, 4 and 16. And what they respond is your response going to be the same way? Hey, yeah, you. You. Is your response going to be the same way although Yahweh done the 44, verse 4 and verse 16? What is the hell? Because uh, Jeremiah 44, verse number 4 and verse number 16 reads, but the Jeremiah 44, verse 4, How be it, I send unto you all my servants, the seers, rather than early and send to them, saying, Oh, do not this abominable thing that I hate. Verse 16, And for the word that thou hast spoken unto us, in the name of Yahweh, we will not hearken unto you. Hey, that's the man, you can say it. Jeremiah, we know you're singing the name of Yahweh, but we're not going to listen to you. We're going to continue to do something and eat some hogs. 
We're going to continue to do Sunday, and we're going to call on the many names. We ain't going to listen to you still. It's up to you. But like I said again, I want to make sure I, my soul be on the right side of the liquor side. You see now, you're not caring about your soul, but my job and the six anointed counts, that's why it's so important to support this ministry and make sure that you be part of the land school back on radio station, big place. When you come in, sit down, bring your grandmamas and your aunties and your cousins. Let them hear the word for the get up out of here. And when them babies grab out of camp, bring them down to the big temple. And we can get them right before they go to kindergarten. They need a pass. So help us help you. Donate. Contribute to this ministry. Hit that PayPal. You know, hit the PayPal box. You know? Be in where you fit in at. Be part of the movement, they call it. So when we get there, we're going to be right there to peep at some things that we be peeping at. That's all we got to get to a great big temple type where we can get there. My thing, you know, had that waiting on me, you know, 218 or second, as we 25. Had that waiting on me. Might well take a look at that real quick. Um, now, see, it's very important to understand something. It's important for you to understand that there's a movement going on and it's a fight to save. There's a war for your soul, and the other nation trying to keep you in darkness. And we trying to wake you up to come out of this darkness. So there's a war, but you don't know you're in a war. Huh? You're in a war, and you don't even know it. And, and the war you're in by hanging around Lord God, Jesus, and Allah, and Jehovah, on the wrong day. That's a war against you. That's contrary to this Bible. But now, Mother... Now, Mother um, G of Israel, 1 John 2, 1 down to verse 7 says what? 1 John chapter 2, 1 to 7. <clears throat> okay. My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with water son, the righteous. Verse 2. And he is the potent, what? The situation for our sins. And, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Verse 3. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandment, his law, his statutes. Verse 4. He that says, I know him and keepeth not his law is a liar and the truth is not in him. Verse 5, for whosoever keepeth his word in him truly is the love of Yahweh perfect. Hereby know we that we are in him. Verse 6, he that said he abide in him 
ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Verse 7. Brothers, I write no new law or covenant unto you, but an old covenant, the law, which you had from the beginning. The old law is the word which you have heard from the beginning. Hey, 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 Mother, what did you hear in the beginning in Genesis 2, verse 1, 2, and 3? You see, you heard, I mean, I ain't writing nothing new to you, today. it's already, you heard it in the beginning. What did you hear in the beginning in Genesis 2, verse 1, 2, and 3? You, you, say, you say you can read it in the beginning. What is that? Genesis chapter 2, 1, 2, and 3. What's in the beginning, love? Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. Verse 2. And on the seventh day, Yahweh ended his works, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his works, which he had made. Verse 3. And Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his works, which Yahweh created and made. Mm-hmm. You say, you say, you, you, and again, he lays out the foundation. And, um, and, and what he said in 11 verse 3, mother, of Psalms, what he said about his foundation in Psalms 11 verse 3, he said, In the beginning, I gave you the Sabbath day, the seventh day of the week, which is Sabbath, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, I gave it to you in the beginning. He said, I sent the angel down in 1000 BC to talk to David, and he left him. Eleven verse um, three of Psalms. What do you say? What do you say in eleven verse three of the book of Psalms? I sent an angel on there. Yeah, they put it in writing. What do you say? Psalms eleven verse three. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You can't do nothing. If you ain't got your foundation. You might mean, uh, and the righteous is six hundred high, mother Deuteronomy. What can the righteous do? You might mean well. Your grandmother might mean well. Or maybe Uncle Buck might mean well. But they got to understand they've been duped in doing the wrong day, wrong name, and not wearing no fringes. They've been duped. See? They've been duped. What's your name, mother? You say Deuteronomy? Yeah, 625. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25. And and it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these Torah instructions, the law, the statute, the commandment, before Yahweh, our Yahweh, as he has commanded us. See, it's the commandments that keep the law of second commandments. Mm. See, if you're going to be right, what can the righteous do? Listen, 
If you don't be righteous, you got to keep the law, statutes, and commandments. Mm-hmm. Now, Elder, you got to die here today. In the book of Micah, the seal, he made a profound statement, Elder. And 5 verse 5, he said something in 5 verse 5, Elder. What he said in Michael, now the angel came out of heaven and he cornered on Michael. He said something to him to be looking out to happen. And what he said in 5 verse 5. Book of Michael, chapter 5, verse number 5 reads, This man shall be, this man shall be the peace when the Assyrians shall come into our land. When he shall tread in our palaces, then shall we raise against him seven shepherds and eight principal men. He said, when, 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 this, when this man come into your palace, and this man shall came in, in your palace, he said, you going to raise up, uh, what numbers you got there? You're going to raise up the hill? Seven shepherds. Eight principal men. Yeah. How, how many is seven and eight, Elvin? Fifteen. Fifteen? Okay, good. He said, when this man comes into your facility, he's going to raise up these people when they come. Now, what man are you talking about, Elvin? We're going to Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And we're going to find out what man you're talking about. Once this man comes in your facility, we're going to read about this man. And Paul going to take out his handkerchief and wipe his eyes and talk about this man. And let's see if we find out about this man. He said, now, once, he said, once this man gets in the position that he's in now, I'm going to raise up 15 principal men. I'm going to raise up 15. Okay, good. What man? Two. One down in verse 12. Let's find out what's going on in Second Thessalonians 2, one down in verse uh, 12. See what he's talking about. Let's see me three steps and find what man that can come and take over what you got. Again, when they take over, I'm going to raise up 15 principal men to help you out. Let's find out. Two, one to 12. What's going on here? Second Thessalonians 2, 1 down to verse 12. Because 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 12 reads. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse number 1. And we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our York, by the coming of our Yahweh, Yahweh the Son, by gathering together unto him. Verse 2. That you be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled. Neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by the latter as from us, that the day of Yahweh is at hand. Verse number three, that no man deceive you by any means, that they shall not come, except that come a falling away first, that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Verse number four, who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called Yahweh, or that is worshipped, so that he as Yahweh should have been the temple of Yahweh, showing himself that he is Yahweh. Verse 5. Remember you not that I, 
that when I will get with you. I told you these things. Verse 6. Now we and now you know what was holding, that he may be revealed in his time. Verse 7. For the mystery of sin doth already work. Only he who now let it will let until he be taken out of the way. Verse number 8. Then shall that wicked be revealed. And Yahweh shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Verse 9. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders. Verse number 10. With all the seawarness of unrighteousness, and of their perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Verse 11. For this cause, Yahweh shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie. Verse 12. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but have pleasure in unrighteousness. That's a good call. And, and verse 3, 4, and 8 again. Elder, what it said in 3, 4, and 8 again? What got to happen again according to verse 3, 4, and 8, Elder? Book of 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3, verse 4, and verse number 8 reads, 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3, that no man deceive you by any means, but that they shall not come, except there come a falling away first, that men of sin be revealed, the sign of perdition. Verse number four. Who opposes and exalted himself above all that is called Yahweh, or that is worship. So that he is Yahweh, that is in the temple of Yahweh, showing himself that he is Yahweh. Verse number eight. Then shall that wicked be revealed, and Yahweh shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Mm-hmm. You said in verse 8, and then shall that wicked, see, they capitalize that wicked right there. This wicked right here, this, 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 this wicked right here, he capitalized this wicked. He said, that wicked got to be revealed. See, until you understand that wicked, he opposed everything in the Bible. He opposed everything. He tell you, the Bible tell you that keep the Sabbath day. He said, no, we're going to keep Sunday. The Bible says his name got one name, uh, mother, a mother, a mother, the of Israel. And six verse Deuteronomy, it says one thing, but he says, no. We got to keep something else. Hey, mother, what's that? Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. Hmm? Yeah, what is that? Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Hmm? Hear, O Israel, Yahweh, our Yahweh, is one Yahweh. Hmm. Tell Israel that hear, O Israel, it's Yahweh's high name, mother? One Yahweh. Uh, Mark 12, 29. What do you say in Mark 12, 29, mother? Mark 12, 29. Okay. What do you say in Mark 12, 29? 12. Mm-hmm. Mark 12, 29. Yeah
Mark 12, verse 29. And Yahweh the son answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, Yahweh, our Yahweh, is one Yahweh. So you, so you can't call them many names, being one Yahweh. Hey, how many letters is that, mother? Four letters, Y-H-W-H. That's it. Give me Zechariah 14, verse 9. Now here he comes. Now here he comes. Then we can bring him now. We can bring him in Zechariah 14, verse 9. He's the hero of 12 tribes of Israel that's scattered. Yahweh don't have a one name. Four letters. He don't have no three letters, five letters, seven letters. He got an old man called Joel. He's not on him at all. He's the hero of Israel, scattered in the right. He got one name, four letters, Y-H-W. That's it. A hero of Israel, would you listen to Israel? Now he ain't come back. He come back to earth. Let me say 14, verse 9. What do you say, Mother? You say go to uh, the rock. Zechariah 14, 9. Zechariah 14, okay. 9. Okay. Let's see what you think, Zechariah chapter 14, verse 9 read, And Yahweh mm-hmm. shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one Yahweh and his name one. His name. How many of them? One. How many letters is name going to be in? Four letters, Y-H-W-H. And we don't want, you know, he told the hero Israel, hey, Israel, to a tribe. All he put call is one name. When it's all said and done, when you come back on earth, you will have that one name, right? Or you will be in the tribe. Now, hell, we read about uh, 15 temple men going to come in the days of Michael. Then we're going to preach up the Bible about who these temple men that's to come. In second book of Ezra, chapter 1, verse 38 to 40, and I'm going to teach him we come up with 15. So he tell him, he told Michael, he said, Michael, when this wicked come on the scene and take over, everything belongs to the nation of Israel, he said. He said, then I'm going to raise up 15 comfortable men to start talking some Bible to him and to wake him up. I'm going to I'm going to raise up 15 of them. That means, remember when the elder raised that first verse in 12, verse 7? The body go back to the ground, but the spirit go back to Yahweh. But Yahweh going to put that spirit back off into 15 principal means. But, but what he says behind these 15 principal means, A.L., what he says in Ecclesiastes 1, 9 through 11 about these 15 comfortable means. Something he said for us to be clear about these 15 comfortable means. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. Book of Ecclesiastes chapter 1, 
verse number 9 through 11, read. Ecclesiastes 1, verse number 9. The thing that has been, the thing that has been, it is that which shall be. That which is done is that which shall be done. There is no new thing under the sun. Verse number 10. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new. It had been already of old time, which was before us. Verse 11. There is no remembrance of former things. There shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come to those that shall come after. What did he say? He said that these 15 crucial men will be back on the scene, but they will have no memories that they ever been on the scene. So he said in 4.13 to Daniel, Elder, he told he told something to Daniel and Daniel 12.13. What did he say to Daniel in 12.13, Elder? Book of Daniel 12, verse number 13 reads. Book of Daniel chapter 12, verse number 13. But go thy way to the end be, for you shall rest and stand in thy lot at the end of thy days. Oh, we told Daniel, go your way, Daniel. Uh, read verse 8. Daniel 12, verse number 8. And I heard, but I understood not. It said, I owe you what shall be the end of these things. Oh, so Daniel said, I didn't understand this thing. He said, well, go your way, Daniel, and stand in your lot. Let Daniel know he will be back in the end. Daniel will be back in the end. But... Look what he says at Amos 3, verse 7. But, the old, but they're not going to know that they, they stood his back in his person. They're not going to know it. Matter of fact, uh, give, me, give me the book of Micah, chapter 4, verse 4 down to verse 6. Let me get warmed up real quick on Micah. I mean, Malachi. Malachi, chapter 4, verse 4 down to verse 6. What is the hell? Book of Malachi 4, verse number 4 through 6 reads. Malachi 4, verse 4. Remember you the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Verse 5. Behold, I send you Elijah, the seer, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of Yahweh. Verse number 6. And he shall turn the mind of the fathers to the children, the mind of the children to their fathers. These shall come and smite the earth with a curse. So again, he uh, he reminding the fears on what he gonna do. I'm gonna send them back to you, but they're not gonna know who they are. But somebody got to be in place to know who they are. Now let's get the dramatics on the table. Who will know when these men of old is back on scene 
because the enemy has taken the, your place, they in presence. So now, what who will have this knowledge to know what to look for according to Amos 3, verse 7? Look at Amos 3. Verse number 7 reads. Look at Amos 3. Verse number 7. Surely, Yahweh will do nothing but he revealed his secret unto his servant, the seer. You see what the man said? He said, now, when I reveal this thing, the only one going to have this information about these 15 principal men is the seer. Now, we're going to get a precept on that in 10 verse 7 of Revelation. Let's see what he said in 10, 10 verse 7. So that's why it's very important to one day you recognize that in your midst is a seer with the proper information about these 15 to come. What is it saying, 10 verse 7? The Revelation. The Revelation, chapter 10, verse number 7 reads. Look at Revelation 10. Look at Revelation chapter 10, verse number 7 reads. Revelation 10, verse 7. But in the days of the voice of the seven ministers' spirit, he shall begin to sound the mystery of Yahweh shall be finished, as he has spoken, as he has declared to his servant, the seed. Hey, that So he says, 15 men got to return in Sacramento, 1, 30 to 40. Let's find what the 15 men's name is, Let's see if we get 15 out of this real. Hey, mother, make sure you count it, mother, and make sure that it, it lines up with Michael 5, 5 on these 15. Second Ezra, chapter 1, 38,000, verse 40, where's the help? Book of Second Ezra, chapter 1, verse 38 through 40 reads, And now, brother, behold, what honor, and see the people that cometh from the east. Verse 39, to whom I will give for leaders Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, Osea, Amos, and Micah, Joel, and Dion, and Jonah. Verse 40, Nahum, Habakkuk, Sophonis, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi, which is called also an angel. Of so, so how many, how many did you count, mother? Hey, yo, how many, how many was counting there? How many was count? Fifteen. Fifteen. Count fifteen. Thank you, mother. All right, yo. Fifteen. So they're going to prophecy. Fifteen to come. Okay, but they're not going to know who they are. I'm all recognizing the field. Let's go to Second Ezra 2, verse 14 to 25, yo. 2, 14, verse 25. Listen to this. Second Ezra 2, 14 to 25. He said, these 15 men going to come when the wicked take over your property. They have done that already. He said, I want to recognize the 15 men by name. It's the field. Second Ezra 14. Fourteen dollars, verse twenty-five. 
The book of Second Exodus, chapter 14. 14 through 25 reads. Second Exodus 14. It's number 14 through 25. Second Exodus, chapter 14, verse 14. They go from thee, mortal thought. Cast away the burden of men, put off now the weak nature. Verse 15. And set aside the thoughts that are most heavy unto thee. And haste thee to flee from these times. Verse 16. Forget greater evils than those which thou hast seen happen shall be done hereafter. Verse 17. For look how much the world shall be wicker to age, so much the more shall evil increase upon them that dwell therein. Verse 18. For the truth is fled far away, and leaking is hard at hand. But now hastens the vision to come, which thou hast seen. Verse 19. Then I fly before thee and say, Verse 20. Behold, Yahweh, I will go, as thou hast commanded me, and reprove the people which are present. But they that shall be born afterwards, who shall admonish them, Thus the world is set in darkness. They that dwell therein are without light. Verse number 21. For the law is birth, therefore no man knoweth the thing that is done of thee, or the work that shall begin. Verse 22. If I have found mercy, grace, before thee, send the righteous spirit unto me, and I shall write all that have been done in the world since the beginning, which were written, Thy law, that man may find thy path, that they may, and that they which shall live in the latter days may live. Verse 23. He answered me, saying, Go thy way. Gather the people together and say unto them, that they seek thee not for forty days. Verse 24. Look thou, but look thou prepare thee many blocks, trees, and take with thee. Sereed, Barbaria, Shilomet, Echonot, Asiel, these five which are ready to write swiftly. Verse 25, come hither, and I, will, and I shall light a candle of understanding in thy mind, which shall not be put out till the thing be performed, which thou hast begun to write. Oh, that's my own. Now, you know, so excellent, that now you look at that second ever real Catholic tune, and give me one tune in verse 18 out of verse 20, and we'll just, we'll just back it down from there. So, you know, that was excellent you had, El. But now we're going to look at second as a real Catholic. Chapter 2, matter of fact, read 1 down to verse 5, and then skip down to verse 18. This one. This is real good. You don't stop now, no doubt about it. Second level two, one dollar verse five. And skip down to verse eighteen, verse twenty, and we'll start closing it down. After you close. We're saying second level chapter two, one dollar verse five. Fourteen. Make it fourteen to twenty and close the same hell. Hey! Come on. The book of Second Edges, chapter two, verse number one through five, number eighteen through twenty reads: Second Edges two, 
Verse number one. The city of Yaqub. I brought this people out of the bondage. And I gave them my commandments by my servants, the seers, whom they would not hear, but despised my counsel. Verse two. The mother that bade them said unto them, Go your way, you children, for I am a widow and forsaken. Verse number three. I brought you up with gladness, but with sorrow and heaviness have I lost you. For you have sinned before Yahweh, and done that thing that is evil before him. Verse 4, But what shall I now do unto you? I am a widow and forsaken. Go your way, O my children, and ask mercy of Yahweh. Verse number 18, For thy help will I send my servant, Isaiah, and Jeremiah, after those counsel, after whose counsel I have sanctified and prepared for the twelve trees laid with diverse fruit. Verse 19. And as many fountains flowing with milk and honey, and seven mighty mountains, whereupon there grow roses, lilies, whereby I will fill thy, whereby I will fill thy children with joy. Verse 20. You write to the widow, judge for the fatherless, give to the poor, defend the orphan, clothe the naked. Uh, uh, read verse 18 in Psalm 7, Elder. Read verse 18 again. He's going to do what in verse 18? Book of 2nd Edges 2. Verse number 18 reads, With thy help will I send my servant, Isaiah and Jeremiah, to those after whose counsel have sanctified and prepared for these twelve trees they with diverse fruits. Ain't that something? He said he's going to raise up two more, two more seers. And he's going to send them to you for your help. But they're not going to know who they are. But the seer of that time going to know who they are. But they're not going to know. He said, I'm going to send you help. Once the wicked have established themselves, the wicked have established themselves, and they have established themselves real good, real good, huh? So we know that part don't happen, but this part has not happened. This part is waiting on the fear to identify these people. That's why it's so important to help us help you. Man School Banquet Hall, radio station, Red Pickle Temple Site. We'll take a bullhorn in here around it, to talk around it. So these people are going to come in, and the seal going to recognize them from the page of the book. So you see, keep that in your mind. The secrets of the Bible have been told to the seal. It's just what seal will be of the owl that's pouring them out. you got one now. Only way he can be replaced according to 715, he got a dial. So right now, the fear is all you got once you are standing still. Hey, Elder, hey, your part. Hold the same and take your time, Elder. And you have done your part in grand style. What's the closest thing behind that is? Come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. To the next go around, Yahweh be with you. And Yahweh bless you. Shalom, shalom. Mm.
specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. 
Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.